Lord Shepherd of mine, believe me. Are you ready? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I doing? Right, welcome back, episode three, musicians chatting music. Here I am with the Luke of sounding, blah blah blah. Right. Welcome back to this is episode three of musicians chatting music. I've been wanting to do this mainly specifically to get really cool, awesome, special guests on in kind of the local music industry and local music scene and things like that. And I've finally made it happen, which I'm really excited about. So here today, I'm sat with Luke. You want to say hi? Hello, how's, how's it going? Yeah, thank you very much for uh, the very lovely intro. Yeah, no worries at all. So Luke, for those that don't know, is uh, is running Sounding rehearsal studios here in Bladen. Um, a lot of people a lot of people that that, that I have on Facebook and I'll be sharing this will obviously know what, who who Luke is and who sound it and what sounding is. Um, but this is more geared towards people that might not and don't. So um, I know we we're talking a little bit before this and uh, I feel like I should hit record because we had some pretty good chats <laughs> yeah. there. It was pretty fun. They come out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, I was saying before that I'm actually not really too sure personally, so it would be good to document it onto here anyways, and just talk a little bit about how you actually got into doing sounding and a little bit kind of the background as far as that's concerned. Wow, background background is sounding. Well, um, uh, yeah, so sounding has been here in Bladen for, uh, we're, we're going on to, I think it'll be almost 13 years now, 12 years. We opened in May 2007. Uh, and when we opened, I wasn't actually at the helm. There was, for those that will remember, because there will be some people, uh, a gentleman called Martin Mason who actually mm. set sounding up mm -hmm. and the landscape for rehearsals back then was very different um, a lot of places you would have to go in and you would uh, pay for you know extra bits like amps and, and, and uh, drums and cymbals and all, all pretty much everything else that you'd be using and that you know really added on to the the, the costs of your, your basic room rate so uh, I think sounding was the first in the area that changed that yeah. Um, and that was a big part of the initial success. Obviously, the rooms were, were, yeah. were nice and whatnot back then as well. Um, but yeah, so Martin set it up, and uh, then I started part time with Martin mm, okay. um, after every you know practice. I used to rehearse here as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. just used to come in, and I don't want to give anyone any ideas by this, but I just <laughs> used to bother Martin. I said, Martin, can I have a job? Can I have a job? And eventually, he gave in, and I, I got some parts. Real hours. quick, that's actually a really good point. Because we're talking about making this, we're making, we're making, we're talking about making this beneficial and kind of almost educational, and that's something that I really believe in. I'll let you kind of continue that point, like resume what you were saying in a second. But um, I may as well just jump in here. I think a lot of people don't realize how effective that is. Like, if you really want something or you want to start into a certain career or or get into anything. It's just that that persistence and almost annoyance and and, and bugging people and mm. and kind of that kind of thing. Like that's what I did to, to get into like teaching. Like there was a like I do the schools as you know. One of the companies that I, uh, the school of rock and pop that I work for kind of like applied for it and I spoke to the guy and then nothing happened and I just kind of like slightly pestered him for like months and months and months and eventually he was like, oh yeah, this job opportunity's come up. Do you want to do it? So it was kind of like a similar thing where it's just like I feel like people don't realize that's sometimes that's all it really takes or how important that can be but yeah i'll let you yeah, continue no, I, absolutely <laughs> no, I, I completely agree uh, and and the the, the um the, there's a podcast i listen to called the six figure home studio which i don't mm -hmm. know if you've 
uh, heard or listened to that would recommend it. Yeah. These these two guys, I think it's uh, Chris Graham and oh, I've heard the intro so many times I should know it. But they talk about um, uh, sort of persistence and how many times you need to follow up on mm-hmm. things. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you send one email off, yeah. Um, you know, there's a high probability that it's going to get lost among the yeah. other emails. But yeah. you know, like if I'm looking at my email inbox and an email comes in and you know I might flag it in my mind and then um, then other things happen and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're, you're one week one month later and if you get to that time period it's, it's gone it's, it's gone it's forgotten yeah. so yeah you know per- persistence is, is really really important yeah. um, and I had a similar conversation with um, you, you you know Ant from uh, he's, he's working in, uh, he's uh, Ant from Bear Roots oh right yeah, yeah. yeah so um, yeah. We, we had a very sad, a very similar conversation with that yeah. the other day about you know being persistent with things mm-hmm. and, and having that sort of determination um, it, it applies a lot to music though in general isn't it like in in everything it's I pretty much yeah it's everything but like music's a thing where you really 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 need to properly do it and you're the <laughs> only person that can kick your own behind as yeah, well and, yeah. and that's one of the you know you really build up de- determination resilience with, with mm-hmm. that sort of thing you know um because it takes it takes a lot to put yourself uh put yourself out and go look I, I really want this yeah i'm prepared for you to say no and reject me yeah, yeah. um Keep trying, yeah, keep absolutely. Yeah. To, to sort of do that and to not hear anything back and to go, I'm yeah. going to go back and and potentially get rejected again. Yeah, but you never know. It's it's. I feel like it's something that a lot of people kind of almost can't deal with in a way. Like it's aren't hard prepared to deal with. To deal with. Like it takes level. a certain kind of thing to deal with that. A certain level of like ambition and enthusiasm and like passion. I feel like and motivation even like which is all stuff that we love. Um, we've talked about before, but do you want to kind of hit pause on, on where you left off there so you were yeah, pestering sure. for a job, so on and so forth? Yeah, so so basically, the um, my my pestering of, of Martin did pay off, and uh, I ended up working here part-time until uh, 2013, where, where Martin left for greener pastures, and... Right. Um, uh, yeah, and and all of a sudden, I was as I mentioned before, I was I just turned twenty four, and this mm-hmm. opportunity kind of landed at my lap, mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was a big one. It was would yeah. you like to buy this business? And I was it's like quite young as well, wow. realistically, like twenty four, still quite young for that yeah. kind of thing as well. Yeah. Bear, bear in mind, at this point in my life, I was like, all oh, right, okay, do I go traveling to Australia? Do I go yeah. do the do the crazy thing in my twenties where mm-hmm. you, you know you go off somewhere and really enjoy yourself and focus on yourself, or yeah. or when these these sort of moments occurred, what what do you do? You know, yeah. and and this I guess that that would be an interesting thing to talk about with with opportunities. Yeah. Um. And when they arrive, do you take them or do yeah. you not? Yeah. Because musicians will get many yeah. of these moments where you go, oh, should we take this gig? Should we not take this gig? Can we make things work? Can we do two gigs in one day? Yeah. Um, it's constantly I play guitar. It even? is that. Yeah. It's constantly. I found that as well. That's always like any time an opportunity kind of arose for me. It's like. The first thing I think about, I don't think about can I do it or can I not do it. The first thing I think about is how can I do this? I'm assuming you probably have similar thoughts sometimes. So it's kind of like a new lesson or a new school or like a new gig. I'll look at my diary and I'll already have all this stuff already going on and booked in. And I'll be like, how can I fit that into this day or move something around to do this? Because I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, like, I don't know why that's like a trait of mine. I don't know if other, I feel like a lot of other kind of people in, in the creative space and mindset think that way as well. For me, like we've, we've talked about before, like opportunities for me, like I've, I've, for the last few years, I've said yes to nearly every single opportunity and that can 
double bladed edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I was so ambitious and so like had so much passion to get where I wanted to be, and I could just it's all I could see, it's all I could think about, it's all I could focus on. Mm. Ever since graduating university, I just said yes, 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 and then all of a sudden one day I, I felt like I just woke up and I was like, "What's going on? Like, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't live like this. I've just done all this stuff. Like, I'm busy all the time. I don't really have." any form of a, of a life per se anymore um, but anyways if you want to talk about that, add to that yeah stuff. no absolutely no I, I think that's that's really uh, it's, it's kind of really important because um, being in a band takes a lot of time a lot of creative energy mm-hmm. um, and, and and yeah so you, you've you've got to you've got to be able to to manage and balance your time that there's a there's a saying that, that I kind of <laughs> have ended, it's ended up falling out my mouth on more than one occasion yeah, recently yeah. which is you only got 24 hours yeah uh, and two hands, yeah. and that's the most the that you can do. Thing ever. Yeah, like, yeah. And it, it's really interesting what you said before, where, where you, the, the language you used suggested that you weren't even considering that you wouldn't take on this opportunity. It was like, okay, yeah. well, how do I fit this into what yeah. I've already got? And yeah, yeah. so I, I would say it's a real positive way to do things, mm-hmm. um, but you do have to be aware of the human cost on on yourself as well, yeah. because I've fallen victim to this, yeah. this too. Yeah, where, we've, we've talked about this a little yeah. bit in the past. Yeah. You you just end up and you you get all of these all of these awesome ideas and mm-hmm. and the you know you, you, your creative energies sort of run amok and then all of a sudden you're left your um oh, there's the phrase for this it's something like the carts leading the horse it's things are the, the Some opposite kind of metaphor thing yeah. Uh, yeah where your work ends up and what you're doing is is pulling you instead of you yeah. being in control of your yeah work. yeah there was a moment in time where I think for about two years I've talked about this on on things before. I think for about two years, you could probably relate to this in the early days, for about two years, I worked pretty much seven days a week with a few yep. breaks here or there. And it was like, I never like intentionally did that. It kind of just happened because because I said yes to everything. And I only, obviously there's so much I can fit into one day. So I ended up like splitting all this stuff across all the days. And the next thing you know, I'm working seven days. And it was kind of like, it was a moment of like, like, I somewhat, like, I never want to speak badly of what I do because I love music and it's all I ever want to do, but I almost felt like I was in a prison. Yeah, I don't know if you've related this before. I almost felt like work controlled me now, which is never the way I wanted to be. The reason I got into it the first place and I wanted to do music and play guitar was, like, the opposite reason. Yeah. Because yeah, I never yeah. wanted, to, like, I never wanted, like, a nine-to-five or whatever to, like, rule my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I But totally I kind of fell that. victim to that by accident because of, over enthusiasm almost <laughs> I don't know because I think this relates back to, to the determination at the beginning because I think all ventures uh, you know everything that you do in a, in a real competitive market or mm. a market that is now becoming increasingly harder to earn a, a, a you know like a, a wage yeah or like a, something yeah, the amount yeah, of money that you yeah. can live off you can sort of pay your rent or pay your mortgage or whatever yeah. you, you do um, it's, it's really hard to, to, to find that so yeah. those first years require that yeah and it's, it's agree, almost agree. like i don't know it, it's it separates the people that can that can deal because it's hard that there's no pressure is about it yeah like an, an immense amount of pressure isn't it yeah yeah absolutely everything's riding on it but yeah so yeah. um I, I guess to go back to to, yeah, to yeah, how definitely. things the first few years that i had sounding i was in a very similar situation very to when intense. you yeah it was yeah. it was it got to the point where for the first year and a half um, I was here for 10 a.m. every right. day, and I left at midnight right. every day. So I'd, I'd go home and I'd maybe. How many hours is that? I'm not very good at math. Uh, that is that is 14 hours a day. 14 hours a day. And like, then who does that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who does that? And that was that was like every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and it was all it you you enter a different um way of, of viewing the world your yeah. world becomes work yeah and you leave work to go and do other things and yeah, that's when, a weird transition thing yeah uh, and i don't know i wonder how many people have kind of gone on with that to the point that it really becomes unhealthy to them because i i did that i, I yeah. went to that sort of space and and uh, i realized kind of on I the board of the, the mental health stuff and all that kind yeah, of stuff. yeah absolutely i mean uh, and and yeah and when things got got really bad yeah i i did i did suffer from uh from a, a degree of anxiety depression yeah. from that as well yeah and i think it's i guess now is a perfect platform to kind of mention yeah, that because yeah. it, people should gotta be, be open yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, people no should be afraid to talk about that and um, uh, and yeah, and, and that again is one of those things where if you're not paying attention to yourself, if you're a musician, yeah. if you're someone who really wants to be working uh, in any degree of yeah. the music industry, it takes a lot of work, but you do also have to have those internal uh, processes to go, yeah. hang on, I need some me time. Yeah. Because there's days where I've pushed myself really hard. Yeah. Even re- recently, the past few years, yeah, no, yeah, me, past few years where you come into work, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get this done and this mm-hmm. done. And if you haven't had a good sleep or you haven't looked after yourself recently, mm. you could be somewhere for more hours yeah. and get less done than you would in half the time definitely, if you want well rested. I agree. I've had those days as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things, like we were talking about like the anxiety and stuff, just a quick side note. For me personally, like it got to a point where I was talking before, where like seven days a week and it kind of felt like a prison where like it was a really weird situation because both sides gave me a lot of anxiety because... I almost was scared to stop working as much because I felt like I was going to, I would lose everything. The fear. The fear of like losing everything. So stopping working gave me anxiety, but then also working that much gave me anxiety. So I was in this really really weird situation of like, I literally don't know what to do or how to get out of this. Fortunately, I think I've somewhat found my way out of it now and I've allocated a lot more me time and a day off and like, and I've learned to accept that like, things are going to be okay either way like i'm not going to lose everything like i've worked hard enough i've put the hours in now like i've built it to a certain point where i can step back a little bit as well and i know you you've done the same like you've kind of you took like a step back at some point um where like you probably felt like comfortable enough comfortable enough maybe to do that um, yeah yeah no, but, um, so you, you slowly you kind of end up trusting the process in bigger and bigger yeah, chunks so like yeah. initially I was really worried like week to yeah. week cash flow oh my god we didn't do as much this the tiny little details yeah like, absolutely yeah, oh, we yeah. didn't sell as many Freddo's this week as we last <laughs> week what's going wrong and actually you know you step back and you kind of if you can manage to look at a month instead of a week and yeah. then a season and then a year and then yeah. you actually you acknowledge that it would take quite a lot for you to to lose yeah. that you know worst case yeah scenario yeah yeah hundred percent like I've, I've you lose the fear back then like the idea of losing one lesson was terrifying but then it's like when you really think about it for me for me personally obviously I'm applying here when I really thought about it, it was like well that's not the end of the world because I've got all this other stuff going on and it's like that's gonna be fine either way like it's just one percentage or portion or whatever and uh, yeah, yeah yeah so I, I relate to all that kind of stuff a lot. Um, how many years have you been doing Soundlink now? Have so from when I when I took over in uh, 2013, that yeah. would make uh, this year or 2020. So that's I'm trying to think if that would be. Am I going into my eighth year or my seventh? I might be going into my eighth. <laughs> I should have worked this out before. Oh my and, God, yeah. Um, hang on, no, I took, took, took over in 13. So 18, 19, 20. It is. Oh my word! 
<laughs> nearly, nearly, nearly got an expletive yet there. <laughs> yeah, so, close to a decade. Yeah, yeah, close, totally. Close. So yeah, so we, I've, I've had crazy. the had something um, seven and a half years for yeah. arguments' sake, um, and yeah, it's been a, it's been a real adventure, and yeah. it was one of those opportunities where all of the random skills I'd acquired prior yeah. to this suddenly all became relevant. You know, yeah, you, people talk about epiphany moments moments mm. in their life when they light bulb moments yeah totally um where you go oh hang on okay so this is what i was supposed to do mm-hmm. you know um I, I did voluntary work at uh at, at skate parks i actually yeah, put a recent post up yeah. on uh, yeah i just those photos popped up on like time yeah. hop and i was like oh okay mm. i don't know maybe people don't know this right. about me um so yeah so all of these things uh kind of came together um and and the opportunity arrived and yeah. and yeah so all of these paths converged and mm. and then yeah then sort of went on it came clear yeah um yeah, yeah. but after about three or four years um and a, a shout out to my lovely employees George Collins <laughs> and uh, Lewis uh, Lewis Marsh yeah, uh, yeah and everyone along the way who's who's been with us and, and who's who's moved on um so yeah so thanks to all of those people that's mm-hmm. allowed um sounding to be where it is today. Um, which how, how long was it just you? Mm, I think um, in the, the very beginning, yeah. I think only me. Yeah. Uh, four to five months. Right, right. And then I had like one night a week covered right. by George. And this, this is a thing uh, as well <laughs> because um, in terms of determination, there was one night where I was trying, I was desperate, I was adamant I was going to paint the staircase. And I was like, right. oh my God, I... I I don't have time to paint the staircase. And then George turned up and he was like, I'll help you paint the staircase. Right. Uh, and from that point on, <laughs> that, is, that was the, the, the kind of the, the, the convergence point, the moment where sort of me and George started to become, because uh, I, I knew yeah, George, he played yeah, in, yeah. Uh, he's going to hear me saying this, but uh, Kiss Your Commander back in the day. Mm. Um, uh, and then, yeah, and then from, from that moment, connection yeah totally and, and then George was working his one day a week because he was in the right place at the right time yeah. um, and then yeah and then things progressed and I ended up um, yeah and, and now you know fast forward you know uh, yeah. seven years um, I've managed to get most of my evenings off yeah. from 5 6 p.m. There's somewhat of a nice balance going on yeah kind of totally yeah, I mean yeah. finally <laughs> yeah so I still still do the weekends and it's always yeah, yeah. as you'll know it's one of those things where your your, your head is always always going yeah 100% um but yeah so uh, and that's kind of where sounding is today so yeah. um that's awesome I love a, it. I love a, a potted it. a potted history <laughs> along the way I've, I've sort of bought many amps and many actually sort of new drum kits arriving at the minute um, yeah, for anyone that doesn't soul into the place. For anyone that uh, doesn't know sounding, go on the Facebook page and look at all of the cool uh, pictures because I feel like there's a lot of. Every time I'm scrolling, there's always like something going on. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like you're working on something in this in this main kind of lobby room here. Or you've bought a new piece of gear or whatever, and I'm like, ooh, what's going on here today? <laughs> yeah, no, it always that, that's that's. For those that don't know, Luke's very proactive with uh, with with this place mm-hmm. as a whole. Like I feel like you're always building something or decorating something or like that's what I was that's what I loved about sounding as a whole to begin with because I feel like you are like it sounds bad but it's not it's like you are different to most people that I've met that have run or owned studios or whatever like in the way that you just go the extra mile in every single way possible like whether that's like just this general service or like the whole snack thing going on over here I don't know why I'm doing hand actions because it's only audio but it's kind of <laughs> natural or like 
like even like the ink cables thing like you're always kind of um that's what i respect a lot it's kind of similar to the way that i think and you're always thinking about new things and new ways to do things and like what how to make things better how to push things forward that kind of thing and i respect and i love that a lot if you want to kind of just take five minutes out to talk maybe a little bit about that like ink cables and kind of like your, your, your vision for this place as a whole and why you've done what you've done kind of thing yeah no I, I totally I mean so sometimes I, I do have to sort of pinch myself a little bit because as you go on you you only do you know like I said before you've only got two hands 24 hours which mm. means that you will only ever do one job at any one time so mm. being in the progress while the progress is happening you can't really see the pro you know what, what, what yeah, you've achieved yeah, yeah, and I imagine so. being a, I don't know like a guitar student mm. Uh, or anyone who's you know teaching themselves in the house sometimes you don't realize how far you've come until yeah. you go oh wow i can play this solo and i didn't yeah. even realize like, or I, someone I, else good. notices yeah totally and then yeah, they, yeah. they go oh you've done that now yeah. and you go oh oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes sometimes yeah yeah like um so so yeah um for, for me these sort of little things of you know they, they, they slowly slowly add up and uh yeah uh, yeah, just uh, I just like to be proactive uh, yeah. and, and sort of. Do you can things. you can tell that's what I love about you. Like I I love the positive vibes that I get from you when I'm in the same room. I'm talking to you, but also you can tell the the passion. I almost feel like you have like a passion kind of like uh, it's almost like a, a relation to my own band, but like an aura. <laughs> all right, okay, no, right. You give off a level of of energy, passion. Like I'm very I'm very like spiritual and like meditation and like energy and those kinds of things and I believe it to be true when I speak to certain people I can feel energy mm. and I can feel energy with you and kind of like uh, similar vibes and in, in the whole passion motivation thing and I think it really shows and it shows like in conversation but also shows like when you come to sounding and you look around and you're like oh my god like Luke's done a lot here <laughs> no it's it's um yeah I, I don't know I, I guess you know you you, yeah. you are what you put in into the world yeah. and um Exactly. Yeah. Um, for, for for me, it's it's very much it's it isn't and it's never been for the money. Like I, yeah. I, I read, really resonate with the the thing that you said before about yeah. not wanting to ever work a nine to five. Yeah. Something I always yeah. said in school is, yeah. I don't care what I do, don't care if I'm sweeping floors. I just want to work in the music industry yeah, somewhere, yeah. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll yeah. be happy. It's usually the mindset of most people like us. I feel like successfully, touch wood, to this day, I've still not worked a nine to five, which has worked out pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> Um, I went from like a couple of normal jobs and then um, I was in a really fortunate position because I worked at TGI Fridays and I was doing like part time and I had a really, there were really good kind of management system there and like the more that I worked in music, the less that I worked at Fridays. It was a really good situation. It was like a trade off thing. So it's like another like few students I would take on. I'd be like, right, I want less, one less shift a week, one less shift a week. Eventually I had one shift a week. And then one more opportunity arose in relation to what we're talking about later, a new school kind of opportunity arose. And I was like, well, that's the, that's now the moment where I actually crossed over a hundred percent and went, went full time with it because it was like that school session offered me the same amount of money as that one shift. So I was like, there we go. That says it. But like, still that takes bravery because you take, yeah. you know, you know, yeah, inverted yeah, yeah. commas here, um, sort of insecure work. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's almost like a like a is this gonna work type of thing. Obviously, yeah. Like yeah. I hung on to that job for a while because I was terrified about that. It was like, what if students leave? Blah blah. Mm. Oh, sorry. Because at the time, 
that was back when I only had like maybe like five, six, seven students. And if one leaves, it's a big deal when you've got five, six, seven students. Yeah, huge. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Whereas now, fortunately, I've got a lot more than that and I've got the schools. So it's like if, if one given thing goes, I've got other things going on, obviously. Um, diversity, I guess you could say. Yeah. But yeah, that was kind of the crossover moment for me. So I was really fortunate about that. But I wanted to transition a little bit in the, in the last kind of portion of this year. Um, being conscious of time. Yeah, and I know, sorry. I know, yeah, it's totally fine, honestly. I'm <laughs> loving it. I'm enjoying it. Um, we, we'll talk a little bit before this because I want to try and make this podcast kind of educational and, and beneficial where I can. So whether it's talking about the music industry. Um, like I talked about the music scene with my dad in the 70s. That was kind of educational in a history kind of way. Mm. Um, talked about kind of the music scene with Dan in the last episode in kind of the 2000s, which again was an, an educational thing. But... I wanted to, we, we talked a little bit about maybe gearing this towards someone that might be listening. I've got a lot of people mm. that obviously from like students and doing lessons and stuff that are new to guitar, new to music. I've, I know, I know I'm aware that I've got a lot, of pe- lot of people that might follow me that are kind of like, they come to me for advice sometimes and things mm. like that. So just talking a little bit, just from experience from both of us, um, like what you think because I've got some notes wrote down right here. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not going to lie to the audience here. I'm going to put some notes, right? <laughs> ah, you've got and, to have uh, a framework. I'm prepared. And, um, and we talked about doing some kind of like roadmap for people that don't know how to get into a band and get playing um, and don't know how to get involved. So we're talking about like rehearsal studios, recording studios, venues, mm-hmm. all of those types of things if you want to kind of like jump in on kind of some uh, experience with that? Because obviously you've probably seen a lot of people come and go. Yeah, it's been really Young people, older people, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, to, to watch lots of different groups of people sort of, you know, do the do the thing here. Yeah. Uh, it's been really interesting. But yeah, no. Um, I'm assuming you've probably had a lot of chats with people along the way as well. Yeah, I've kind of, I've yeah. tried to be the, the mother goose, you know, and, yeah. and, sh- and sort of shepherds, uh, shepherd bands along. Because um, a, a lot of times, which relates directly to this, um, uh, direction can be really hard because a lot of a lot of times bands and, and people yeah. uh, they're not quite sure what to do next yeah uh, and I guess in, in any walk of life nobody is really you, you only mm. learn by actually doing and so this is why um, sort of signposts can can be really helpful mm. and, and sort of like having a little bit of a lay of the land I, I just wonder how many bedroom um, and I don't say there's any sort of bad way at of course, all yeah. any be- bedroom guitarists or people who are learning to play or just you know want yeah. to you know that they're just that they maybe they're interested by the idea of playing in a band, but again, this relates right back to the beginning. That yeah. involves putting themselves out there, yeah. potentially being vulnerable and going, okay, yeah. okay, well maybe maybe yeah, you know, you, it can't be you are good enough, maybe you are yeah. gonna. So <clears throat> encouraging these people um, to, to to come out and 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 you know generally, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, my my knowledge and experience is that anyone working in the music industry is going to be. On the, on the on the supportive side of, of, yeah. of humanity in general yeah um so the, the you know rehearsal spaces are designed for you to you know book up come down and yeah. and kind of be in a space where other musicians are yeah um and you know anyone can do it uh, you can it's come almost like a hub isn't it like a musician hub yeah absolutely yeah. So, so certainly down here when you, you have so many other people orbiting uh, and other other businesses orbiting mm. around uh, around down, down at down at sounding. Uh, or, or anywhere. Um, I think so. a lot of that, look, what I've done, just from my expertise, like, because I started in a band really young. I started guitar when I was 11, 
I was in a band by the age of like 12, 13, which is a lot younger than a lot of people. I've talked about this before. Like, I played the O2 and the Sage when I was like 13, 14 years old, which is a massive deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. Massive deal, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was a really good start for kind of everything to come. Obviously, if I could only tell myself everything that happened after that, obviously, yeah. it's crazy what's happened. Um, but I've realized that it is about one thing that I bring to the table is connection. So it's about, like you say, like coming down to a rehearsal space, but not just kind of being quiet and just kind of getting on with it and, and but like putting yourself out there a bit more and like making sure that you talk to people. So like whether it's other bands, other musicians, the people that run the place, like creating friendships, bonds, connections, things like that. Like, like for example, like me and you, that's I kind of feel like what happened here. Like I started yeah. like rehearsing here. Um, we got on, we talked a bit more, like we got to know each other a bit more and then there's some kind of like connection here and here we are doing this now, do you know what I mean? And I've done that loads with loads of other like musicians and and studios and stuff and like university was a big one for me, like that was a time to like meet other like-minded people and and create friends and musicians for life and it's like to this day because of those bonds and connections, I I have like a pool of people I can go to for certain things, so it's like if I need like uh, like musician depths for example, I know I've got like a number of guitarists, drummers, bassists, all that I have fr- friendship and connection to, um, which is something that you don't get unless you kind of go out your way. So I feel like going the extra mile and going out your way to make connections. Like say, here's an example as well. Um, Alex, who drums for us now in Aura. Um, if I remember correctly, he was kind of coming here to like jam drums, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. it was one of those situations where he was like, in one room, and you guys were. This in was the perfect room. situation. This yeah. was the perfect situation. So it was kind of like you were like the the, you were like the blind date person <laughs> in that situation. I'm actually the black. Exactly, exactly. And and it was literally that that, that was an, a, a, a living example of that, where it was like he kind of went out of his way, like he didn't have a band or anyone he was working with, blah blah blah. He just wanted to play drums and enjoy it. So and he, he came made down a positive and did that. Decision to, exactly, yeah, to, to exactly. And, uh, yeah, and we were doing the same, but we didn't have a drummer. And all it took was that that kind of thing in the middle mm. to put those two and two together. And that just goes to show that, could, like, if you're in a similar situation, if you're a guitarist, a bassist, a drummer, and you don't have other musicians to play with and work with and stuff like that, like, put yourself out there or be in the right place at the right time or talk to the right person, make those connections and bonds, and you literally never know what can happen from that. Yeah, so. absolutely. I, I totally agree. And places like places like this where, or uh, you know, where, where bands and musicians gravitate around are, are perfect uh, perfect mm. examples of that um, everyone you know is a potential massive uh, advantage to you later down the line you have yeah. no idea um, how important a, a link or a friendship or, yeah. or a contact will be yeah, until 100%. it becomes important yeah I agree, um, I agree. So yeah, I would I would encourage anyone who is even remotely interested in, in mm-hmm. you know wanting to play in a band. I mean, c- even come on down for a, a coffee and say yeah. hi. I play guitar. Yeah. Do you know any bands? Yeah. Um, um. And and you know then we can sort of go on the journey of, yeah. of you know trying to uh, find find a group. I mean this this isn't this isn't like a service or anything like yeah. that. Um, it's just an example. Yeah, of like absolutely. Can, yeah. You can link up with other musicians and then you know write or, or, or learn your own it is um, almost like a level of word of mouth as well though so it's like if you talk to people such as yourself and you say I'm a guitarist I'm looking for a band like if you if you know of anyone if anyone mm-hmm. says anything again you never know where that can lead either do you really so, yeah absolutely yeah. Um, and then you know let's say you end up meeting and uh, bumping into some people that you you know you really get on with you yeah. like the same music and you, you start a project together yeah. um, you know then from 
from uh, you know that point forward, you, you can then get advice or mm. talk to anyone. I mean, you're going to be in a, a building full of musicians. Yeah. Find uh, find a good places to, to record your stuff. Yeah. Um, get links for, for promoters and and, yeah. and by being in those spaces, <laughs> you will learn by with but learning off putting, people's experience putting yourself where to go in next. it I feel yeah lily pads you know right, where, yeah. where do we hop next the trouble with lily pads <laughs> there, there, there we go with another uh, yeah, analogy, analogy yeah. is it's kind of hard to see where you're jumping to next if you're yeah. on lily pad one you know so yeah. you've just got to kind of hop forward and keep mm. making those Baby things steps, yeah. yeah totally um, one thing that I found really beneficial is just being surrounded by everything so I feel like I, like I, I, I didn't like uh it was like a subconscious thing, I guess, but like, again, like starting really young, I, I ended up just kind of, without realizing it, putting myself out there and surrounding myself in these situations. So it was like back in the day, a huge part of me being where I am now was, um, was, uh, my God, I just went mind blank. The name of the place on Bencham, the name of the place on the hill. Sound rooms. Actually, fun fact, I did my work experience there. Same. Right. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, again, that's what I'm saying. So I went to sound sound rooms really young. I'm my first band, uh-huh. and they were really. I I I I give so much respect mm-hmm. and love to that place because yeah. I honestly 100% hands down feel like I wouldn't be where I am without them. Because when we started, they gave us so much advice and kind of almost mentored us mm-hmm. as like young musicians, and they got us some gigs, which got us the experience. And they would like they were always there to like chat to. And kind of like it was always people that had expertise in the music and playing the bands and stuff. And it was like it was just a really cool, fun place to go. And it was surrounded by other people in similar situations. And I, and I feel like that's a vital part. Again, finding something like that can massively help early on. So I did that, and then that led to the work experience there. And then that led to me then going on to do music at college and university, and everything was just kind of one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, I'm like an adult thinking. I should maybe actually do some uh, something with all this this experience now. And, uh, you had and the light bulb moment basically. where you went, oh, okay, I, I know this, yeah. I know this, I know this, why don't I do Yeah, this? Yeah, literally it was that though. So it was like I had all this experience and then and then I graduated when I was 21. And uh, so I've literally only been doing this full time for a few years now, since, ever since I graduated. And um, maybe just over a few years, 2016. Yeah. So just over, um, but it was it was literally like I've been doing music since I was eleven. Basically, like I spent ten years doing music for the fun of it. I mean, I still do it for the fun of it, but it was kind of like I kind of want to do it like as a job now. Like, why shouldn't I? Because I've done it for ten years. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? How can so, I? How that, can that, I? That's the that's the important yeah, thing. Which is, you exactly, know, how how exactly. can you make something work for you? Um, yeah, yeah, asking all those kind of questions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Putting yourself in the right spaces and, and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. Just a very quick one about Soundroom as well. It, it's it's interesting because they have their own venue, like you know, the, yeah, the center yeah, room. self-contained. Yeah. So yeah, they, they've got for someone who wants to go down and. It's and, the tools, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. everything's there. Everything's yeah. there for you to use. I, I wish we had a venue space. That'd be amazing. Like literally, there. they did everything for <coughs> us because they let us rehearse there. They let us record mm-hmm. and they let us gig. Exactly. Like we did three of the main components that you ever mm-hmm. want as a starting band, all in the same place with the same people, and like literally, like I'm saying, like literally, like and they were the people that were responsible for getting us the gigs at the Sage, for example. Mm-hmm. Those like real life scenarios and stuff as well. Like I, I never, you never realize at the time because you're young, but like now as an adult when I look back I'm like my god that I, I was really I'm really grateful for that because that's like amazing like not not everyone has that presented to them at all ever yeah. so yeah 
It's a great it's, situation. Yeah, t- totally, because they're, they're <laughs> the, th- the three main component parts, you know? Create something. Yep. Write your songs. Document yeah. it. Um, record 100%. it. And then show it off. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You know, perform. Because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people can start one but not the other. So a lot of people come and rehearse, but then it's like, right, how do we get a gig? How do we record? Yeah. yeah. The next step. But obviously, like I say, with all, them doing all three, and being so young, like um, I'm not gonna lie, we did uh, <laughs> we did get ripped off here or there as, as young people with like you know like shady promoters and That's things like the music that. Music industry, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I dealt with a lot of that, and again at the time I never realized, and then when I looked back, I was like, that was a bit weird. Like, yeah. why did that person say I do this? Like when I was 13 years old. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but obviously it's all experience at the end of the day, in my opinion. So. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, like, um, in terms of like, in terms of promoters and stuff, because this is one that I get a lot in the office. Yeah. Bands like, I fully like I, I bands made up entirely of yeah. adults go. So how how do we get a gig? How yeah. how do we how do we go and play? Like, um, how do we how do we go and perform how? to people? Just yeah, how how <laughs> where, where do we go to perform? Um, and at, at the minute, um, let's say you've written six songs because yeah. there's this kind of two two paths within yeah. this there's you know bands who will uh rehearse, you know practice covers and they'll build yeah. up a cover set typically um i here's here's some info uh for cover bands you want at least an hour and a half of material split yeah. down into 45 minutes yeah. per set with a couple of songs i mean would you agree because you've got way more experience with this uh than i have yeah yeah so we were saying so so you're saying do you say cover material yeah so if you're yeah, a cover yeah. band yeah, what, yeah 245s what, yeah exactly that's what you need exactly. in your arsenal yeah. to approach a pub and that's the general general thing yeah yeah, and then you know, depending on the amount of beer flowing, yeah. a few songs in reserve. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's that's sort of um, number one, and then for that you you have to go to the promoters, the yeah. pubs, the venues, uh, and that again requires you to go. Hi, uh, this is our stuff. Reject us if you like. Yeah, again um, in the early days, I did a lot of that. I don't do it anymore. But with the cover stuff, we were very kind of because um, I, I did a lot of a lot of cover work. That was a massive part of kind of my income as a musician. And we literally, as a band, like a couple of us would go out and drive and would make a plan and would write down 10 venues in one area and just knock them off one by one and just mm-hmm. go in and say, come speak to your manager. Yeah. And just literally, like, I feel like it's a very Gary V thing to do, actually. Like, just <laughs> jump straight in and be like, I want to speak to your manager. This is our band. Here's a video. Here's some pictures. Do you want to book us? That's really important, though, because I think yeah. um, going and actually meeting someone face to face. Yeah. Rather than a call or a message. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If, if if someone if someone turned up at at my uh, at Soundig yeah. and went, "Hi, I am Dave, yeah. and I would like to I would like to work here." Yeah, that yeah mi- straight yeah, away yeah. is a million more brownie yeah. points than than an email. You know, as much as I you know obviously appreciate Doesn't emails and such. Yeah, yeah, you you make a human connection, and that yeah. overrides. So that person would then be top of mind when yeah. you. Are then going oh I, I need I need someone to, to work yeah. oh yeah it was that Dave guy he was he was exactly. nice exactly you know 100%. Um, but then um, sorry rewind rewind to go back to, to the, the two paths for for for, uh, yeah, for we'll bands start wrapping this up soon. yeah I know I know let's wrap this conversation up yeah um, but then if you're writing writing songs you, you you're probably either going to have to put your own gig on um, mm. or and, and that would involve finding other yeah. bands to DIY is very important yeah exactly. yeah DIY can be quite yeah. um, that's all I've done for the last few years. I keep jumping in here, but that's all I've done for the last few years. Like, I got to a point where I was almost sick of like relying on other people in every way. So I started recording my own music. I started booking my own gigs. I just did everything, mm. which is a lot of pressure and stress to take on. But I was like, I feel like I can 
do a better job almost just do it myself so I was like stuff it I'm just going to boot the gigs now yeah. <laughs> I, I would always recommend that as well if you've got the experience yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely do it yourself because you can it can be a lot more beneficial for the band let's say you keep more of taken to the night that exactly. can then be put into recording and, and, and such I'm going to have to wrap this up because yeah. I think I think Cubase is about to hit the max <laughs> thing, by the looks of it it's on like a thousand something bars Oh my god, we're gonna have to do a part two of this at some uh, point. Yeah, I think so. There's so much stuff. Like it's been really, really good though. Like uh, I said, once we got it going, it would be, it would be, uh, it would flow naturally. It's been really fun. So I really appreciate this. Um, it's been really good. Hopefully, the people listening to this will enjoy it, and we might do a part two at some point. I'm very carefully gonna have to wrap this up because it looks like it's about to cut off. <laughs> thank you again, Luke, um, and uh, thank you again to everyone that's listened to this episode. Hopefully, some more cool, fun, special ones coming. Uh, for musicians chatting music and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Do you want to say bye, Luke? Bye, Luke. <laughs> <laughs>